Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
give you all the glory. All of the glory, Jesus, Jesus. You all of the Oh. 
children of God. We greet you all once again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, who was and is and is to come. Thank God for another day, another Lord's Day, another opportunity to give God glory, honor, and praise for those of you that have been Worshiping with us, you know that we are about to finish our most recent topic entitled Sometimes Less is More. Now, sometimes more is more, but then keep in mind that sometimes less is more. Sometimes less will put you right where God wants you to be in order that he may bless you more. That's why sometimes less is more. Sometimes you got too much. And God be like, mm-mm, get rid of some of that. You want me to bless you more? Get rid of some of that. We'd be like, nah, nah, nah. God be like, all right, then. And then that's all you get then. That's all. You think about, you know, giving up or sacrificing this life that you might have eternal life. Basically what happens with people in hell, they didn't want to sacrifice this life to gain eternal life. So God be like, all right, you know, you saved your life, but now you lose your eternal life. You, you did all you could to, 
do things like you want it and enjoy like you want it and talk and behave like you want it in life, but now you have sacrificed what is much greater, which is the eternal life. Capital A, Gideon had too many. Judges 7 and 2, Judges 7 and 4, capital B, manna, Exodus 16 and 18, Joshua 5 and 12, capital C, few fish and few loaves. Lord took that little bit right there, gave thanks, and God stretched it out. Matthew 14, 17, John 6, 26, capital D, many disciples left Jesus. Jesus didn't trip too much. He got us right down to where we needed to be for God to bless us like he wanted to bless us. John 6 and 66. Mark 14 and 50 brings us on down to capital E, earthly riches, earthly riches. Going to look at a very familiar passage of the scripture, Matthew 19 and 22. From the New International Version, when the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Matthew 19 and 22. When the young man heard this. He went away sad because he had great wealth, capital E, earthly riches. Let us pray, Father, in Jesus' precious name we pray. We thank you today for another day, another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. We appreciate you, Father, for life, health, strength, freedom from pain in our mortal bodies. We thank you, Father, for the ability to walk to be able to talk, food on our tables, clothes on our backs, shoes on our feet, little money in our pockets. Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Roof overhead, so many things, Father, that we cannot name them one by one, but we do appreciate you, Father, and we want to let you know that this day, just as we are instructed to ask this day for our daily bread, we are also thanking you this day for uh, the many things that, that you have done to us, through us, and for us. We appreciate you, Father. We trust that uh, as we continue to bless you and to lift your name, you will continue to bless us. We thank you, Father. We count these and all other blessings done. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray, amen and amen. Capital E, earthly riches. Young man heard something about his money that he didn't particularly want to hear. He heard that less would have been more. He couldn't see that. The Bible says when the young man heard this, well, what was the this? The this was Jesus said, look, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. What he didn't understand was that less possessions would have meant more spiritual and eternal blessings. He didn't want to. He didn't want no part of that. He didn't want no part of that. See, and when you don't understand that less is more, you really walking by sight and not by faith. That's what you're really doing. And and remember, you can't you can't please God walking by sight. The just or the righteous shall lead by faith. That's that was my problem with this rich young ruler. He couldn't see how giving up this money, giving up this that he had worked so hard for, would bring him more spiritual blessings. A lot of you all understand my voice. You can't see it. A lot of you can't see the correlation in, 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 in physical giving in 
in re, as it relates to spiritual blessing. A lot of you can't. So, so what has to happen? You end up going away. You end up going away from the Lord. Sad too. In other words, your your uh, so-called Christian walk ends up being a miserable one. You you don't you you know because God be saying, look, there's some things that you, you want some you want greater spiritual blessings. God said, look, there's some things you got to do in earthly realms. Go sell if you want to be perfect. Go sell because Jesus said, look, your problem is greed. Plain and simple. Now Jesus said, what I'm doing is I'm giving you comprehensive instruction as as to how to break the spirit of greed in your life. Go sell them possessions. Jesus said, I know exactly what the problem is. Your problem is not that you have not, that you've been murdering. Your problem is not that you've been committing adultery. You've been doing a pretty good job. Your problem is not that you haven't been stealing. Your problem isn't that you haven't been committing false, false testimony. But see, the thing about the Holy Ghost is as he examines each of us, he will find the problem in each of us. Some of us, our problem ain't greed. Ah. Some of us, our problem is, is playfulness. Some of us, our problem ain't greed. Some of us, our problem is, is lust. Some of us, our problem ain't greed. Our problem is laziness. God said, what I'm going to do with each one of you, my, my children, is I'm going to find your problem, and I'm going to give you instructions as to how to overcome your problem. Son, your problem is greed. You don't like to share. You like what you got to be only for you. Now, Jesus, look, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions. Because, Jesus, look, what you have done, even though you ain't doing this other stuff here, you know, don't commit being a murder, don't commit adultery, you know, because you, 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 from your own testimony, you have kept them. But Jesus said, well, what your problem is, you have made a God out of your possessions. Oh, so many people have done that. Oh, man. The God of house. The God of car, the God of clothes, the God of 401k, the God of uh, uh, money market, the God of mutual fund, the God. You've made a God out of your, the God of jewelry. You've made a God out of your possessions. Because any possessions that we have that we are not willing to share, there is a little God there's a little God. You got your car, can't nobody drive it but you. There's your God. <laughs> you got your food that can't nobody eat but you. There's your God. <laughs> There's your God. There's a God. If you want to be perfect, Jesus said, look, you've got to deal with that little case God in your life. The Lord is saying the same thing to every one of us today. Now, our little case God may not be possessions, but whatever that person, that place, or that thing is that carries more weight in your life than the true and living God. It's a little God. It's a little case God that has that has gotten too big. Gotten too big.
We don't watch this. We don't want to end up losing our salvation behind one little stupid thing. The Bible says he went away from Jesus. In, in other words, see what, what what happens when when it comes to a particular situation or circumstance where we won't listen to God in that. What happens? We can't grow beyond that. See what what happens? You know, you, you know, it's much like, and what the Lord is flashing in my spirit now. He's flashing, uh, flashing, snakeskin. When a snake gets to a certain size, you know, because that skin don't don't do a lot of stretching. When he gets to a certain size, he's got to shed that skin and develop develop some new things. Well, what happens when we get to the place where we won't listen to God in something, whatever, whatever that thing is, we won't, then we can't grow no further in that. And see, this is why a lot of times people, you know, if you don't have any, any intentions of coming out of, of fornication, then what happens when, 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 when messages or words start coming in regards to that, then you're going to get bored with that. You're going to get tired of that real quick. Because you don't have any intentions of coming out of that. So you don't want to hear no whole lot, somebody right steady telling you something that you don't have any plans to do. If you don't have any plans of, of, of sharing financially, then somebody right steady telling you about sharing financially, you're not going to keep wanting to hear that. The nation of Israel, part of the reason why so many of the Old Testament prophets ran into so much problems out of the people, because they kept right on telling a lot of times the people things that the people didn't have any intentions to stop doing. Pharisees ain't had no intention for the most part to stop being hypocrites. So that's what Jesus was talking about. They didn't want to keep that. That just became a source of irritation. Anytime you see, you got to be flexible. That's why snakes say, I got to share my skin. Snakes say at a certain point I got to share my skin because that 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 is too small for me. That is I I got I'm, I'm bigger than that now. As children of God, we ought to constantly and continuously be getting to places in our Christian walk where we're too big for that. We ought to be in our Christian walk. We ought to be. Hey, look, I'm too big for selfishness now. In our Christian walk, hey, I'm too big for greed now. Hey, and in our Christian world, I'm too, I'm too big to not praise God now. We too big. When I was a child, I thought as a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child. But when I became a man, what I'm gonna look like? Go try to put on some pants I wore when I was ten years old. Y'all try to take me to the nearest mental institution. Pastor's lost it now. Pastor's finally lost it. Why y'all say that? He's trying to put on some pants that he used to wear when he was ten years old. I'm too big for that. As we grow, God is saying there need to be some things in our life, in our walk, in our relationship. We're too big for that now. Young man said, all these I have kept, young man said, what do I still lack? And that needs to be, that needs to be our goal and our motivation. Because God said, Robert, the reality is in every one of my children's life, there is something that he or she lacks. Young man was young man was a young man. Listen, young man was doing some things that were very very noteworthy. Came to Jesus, want to find out what he needed to do to enter eternal life. Ain't we coming to Jesus trying to find out what we need to do to enter eternal life? You know, Jesus gave him an answer. He, the man said, you know, he, Jesus said, look, obey the commands. He was like, which one? Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony. There was, in other words, there were some things that the young man was keeping. 
truth of the matter, ain't it some things that we keeping as children of God? Yeah, yeah. Jesus and the young man said, look, all these I have kept, what do I still lack? Young man asked Jesus, what do we still lack? Ain't we, ain't we as children of God asking God what do we still lack? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the pro- here's where the separation came. And I, hope let this, let, let, I pray this is not a separation in your life or mine. When Jesus told him what he still lacked, he didn't want to fix it. Because Jesus, Jesus will let you know what you lack. Jesus will let you know what you lack as a father. <laughs> you think the Lord don't let me know what I'm lacking as a pastor, as an apostle? You think the Lord don't let me know every day what I'm lacking as a man? As a, you think it, the Lord, Lord said, I'll let you know exactly what your problem is, son. Exactly. Now, my spirit goes to, to my days of coaching. Part of my responsibility as a coach was to look at my players and evaluate where they were and help them overcome their weaknesses so that they could become better. Same thing in, in, in the apostolic ministry. Same thing in, 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 in traveling the world preaching the gospel. Go into a city, town, village, or home, see what the need is, see what the lack is, and then address that to help God's people overcome that particular weakness. The Bible says this. Now watch this. Lord is flashing into my spirit. That all scripture is what? God breathed. Now, now watch this now because you've got four things about scripture that you need to keep in mind. And any message that's coming from God out of us, a pulpit, is going to encompass these, these four things as well. All scripture is God breathed. That's number one. It's God. If it's in scripture, it's, it's what God says about things. All scripture is God breathed and it's profitable for doctrine. All right? Profitable for doctrine. That means we can be taught some things out of God's word. Reproof. All right, when we reprove, that means that, that, that that's like rebuke. You know, that means we, we've been doing some craziness that we need to straighten up. Scripture will help not only teach you some things, but when you get into some craziness, Scripture will let you know the craziness. We'll let you know the craziness. Let me just stop right there for that. All Scripture is God breathing profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction. Scripture will help you fix your craziness and my craziness. and instruction in righteousness. Scripture will let you know how to do more right. Doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. Doctrine, teach you, teach you how, how things are supposed to go. Reproof, let you know when you, when you done got off of that. Correction, show you how to get back on that. And instruction in righteousness, keep you going further in that. All Scripture. All scripture is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness. Watch this. That the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God's word, it's meant to equip you and I. God said, look now. God said, look, Robert, tell my people. Whether or not you all realize that the devil is out there, God says, I know full well that the devil is out there. God said, look, whether or not you all believe that the devil is out there, God said, I know full well that the devil is out there. And God said, what I have done is I have taken my word and given my word so that you can be equipped to deal with him. God said, you, 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 you can't handle him without that. 
without God's word, you and I are at the the devil's mercy. You, you You can't win without that. So God has given us a tool, a sword of the spirit, if you will, so that we can deal with rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, most times, you know, a lot of time when, you know, you're dealing with folk that haven't been like real, real possessed by the devil on a real, real strong, a lot of time they just be like, yeah, we know that. Yeah, we know it's true, but come on now, come on now, come on now. Well, but when you have been, and you've seen firsthand what the devil can do when he gets in you real, real good. It's not a pretty sight. It's not a good look. One of the things we saying, it's not a good look. So here's one little thing here. This young man does not want to fix in his life. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? That one thing that we don't want to fix in our life can kill us. That one thing that we don't want to fix in our life can cause us to go away from the Lord. Sad. Now, the way the Lord gave it to me like this was years ago. You know, uh, I've shared this. I think I've shared this with you all before. We have a swimming pool right here behind the church building. And years ago, when you know, pool was in use and different things. We got a nine-foot section where the diving board is. And then we got three foot section. I used to like to go down to the bottom of the nine foot, hold my breath, go down to the bottom of the nine foot with a water mask. I get a water mask on, go down to the bottom of the nine feet section because I hold my breath for a real, real long time and be down there just kind of scraping around. It's real quiet down there. You know, everything is muffled. It's almost like a different world and just be kind of scraping around on the bottom like a crab or something, you know. Little children be trying to swim. I pull their feet and leg. I can hear them hollering from down there. I'd be laughing sometimes. But sometimes my water mask that I would wear would not be sealed properly on my face, and a little bit of water would be coming in. Now, oftentimes, you know, I would want to call it my shark man. I wanted to do my shark man. I'd go down and be at the bottom of the, the swimming pool, and my, my water mask would have a little place where the water's coming in. Oftentimes, I would have to, if, if I stayed down there long enough and did not deal with that little place where the water was coming in, it would fill the water mask up, and it would be just like I didn't even have a water mask on at all. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? God gave me a parable many years ago in regards to, that one little thing in our life, that one little, that, that little fox that can mess around and spoil what? The whole vine. That if I don't fix that little place, a lot of times I'd have to come up from the nine feet, come all the way back up to the surface, readjust my water mask, then go back down and get my shark man thing going, going again. Why? Because if I didn't fix that one little place, so much water would eventually get into my mask that it would be just like I didn't have a mask on at all. Because that one little place, wouldn't have to be the, the whole mask letting water in, just that one little place. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? Mess around in a submarine. Let somebody fire a gun. Just one gun. One bullet. And, another, and if, you, if that's not dealt with, eventually enough water will come in there, sink the whole submarine. Mess around in a boat. Let a joker haul off and, and, and poke one hole in the, in, the, in the bottom of the boat. And it's not dealt with. Eventually, enough water coming in the boat to what? Sink the boat. Jesus looked 
this, this here, all the good stuff, all the good stuff represents uh, all the places in my water mass that were sealed. All the good stuff represents all the rest of the submarine that don't have a hole in it. All the good stuff represents all the rest of the boat that don't have a, 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 a hole in it as well. But that one place. Jesus, look, you in this possession, don't you mess around and get yourself sent to hell behind this. You got to fix that. The Bible said he went away from Jesus. Well, where is he going? If he's going away from Jesus. Like, like Peter asked Jesus, when Jesus asked the disciples on one occasion, he said, y'all want to, when, when so many disciples left, the, 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 you know, Jesus said, you, you all want to go too? Peter said, to whom shall we go? It's you to have the words of eternal life. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? Don't let nothing run you away from Jesus. No, Lord, I ain't, I ain't going away from I ain't going away from you now. You might beat me. You might chase me. You might rebuke me. You might uh, uh, reprove me. You do all that to what you want to do, but I ain't going nowhere. I'm kind of like, what was that patriarch hung on to the angel? Like, I ain't going nowhere now. Jacob, I ain't going nowhere. Uh-uh, no, go, go where, Lord? Go to who? I can't get in heaven without you. So whatever my issues, whatever my problems, whatever my shortcomings, my faults, my that's going to have to be dealt with in the house because I ain't coming out of the house now. People be talking about, I don't, I don't know if I need to stay saved. Things ain't working out. I'm like, man, you talking like Job's wife. What are you talking about? Go where? Go to where? He went away. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Well, it's not so much because he had great wealth as it was that he went away sad because he wasn't willing to do with the great wealth what the Lord wanted him to do. So anytime you're not willing to do with something what the Lord won't, won't, won't done with that, you're going to have a problem with the Lord. I don't care if you use your car. You won't do what with your car. The Lord wants you to take the car. Pick people up, take them to church. You don't want to do it. You're going to have a problem with the Lord. I don't care if you just went out and bought a pizza. The Lord wants you to give everybody two slices. You want to eat the whole pizza to yourself. You're going to have problems with the Lord. Anytime, anytime we don't want to do with something like God wants us to do, we're going to have a problem. He went away. Sad. So, the, you know, not doing what we supposed to do with stuff, with people, with places, with things, can cause us not to enjoy our Christianity. The Bible says we went away from Jesus sad. So you got people walking around in their Christianity just as sad as they can be. Why? Because you don't want to do what you what God wants you to do with something. Might be your time. God wants you to spend more time studying. You want to spend more time watching TV. Went away from Jesus sad. Might be all them clothes in your closet. The Lord wants you to get that stuff out and share that stuff. You want to hold on to it. Went away from Jesus sad. The joy of the Lord comes with us doing with people, places, and things like God wants us to do. That's where that's how you some of you all wonder, how do you get this joy of the Lord apostasy? Do with stuff what do with stuff what God tell you to do. Do with that check what God tell you to do with it. You get a check and you ain't asked God what to do with it, you done done the wrong thing. Guarantee it. I don't care what it is. Whatever it is, you get a car and don't ask God what you want to God said, Look, acknowledge me in all your ways. I direct your path. Whatever it is, you don't want to acknowledge God with it. You're doing the wrong thing with it. 
You're doing the wrong thing with it. He went away. Sad. Because he had great wealth? Ah, because he didn't want to do with the great wealth what God wanted him to do. Great wealth is not a sin. Everybody with great wealth is not sad. Some people with great wealth are miserable. Some people with great wealth are enjoying themselves thoroughly. Why? Doing with it what God wanted them to do. Giving like God tells them to give. Contributing to the work of God like God tells them to. So that portion that God has earmarked from them, they is enjoying that to the fullness. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus didn't say it was impossible. Jesus didn't say it was a sin to be rich. But he did say it's hard. See, Because a lot of times what individuals that rich do, they, they, there's a shift in their trust. There's a shift in their trust. You know, a lot of time I be in what, what they commonly call third world countries. Oh, man, if people ain't crying out, that's one of the reasons I love going. Man, if people ain't crying out for God and hollering out for God and won't hear from God because they're suffering. 100 plus degree temperature, you ain't got no electricity, no way. You just got to deal with it. people suffering. Driving down the road, all of a sudden the road just gone and it's just a great big old hole somewhere or driving across a, a cliff somewhere, no guardrail over there. You drive too far over there. People suffering. Mess around, drink the water, come out of the tap if you want to and kill your own self. People suffering. And where people be suffering, oftentimes people be crying out for God. But a rich man, things change. See, we are a very rich country. We're one of the richest countries on the earth. Oh, man, a lot of y'all out there, you ain't thinking about no God. You got a refrigerator full of food, two-car garage, two cars out there. Hit a button to, to turn the heat on. Hit a button to turn the air conditioner on. A lot, a lot of these people are like, oh, man, what do we need God for over here? Well, you better understand something. That I don't care whether you're suffering or whether you're living in plenty, you need God. It's just oftentimes not as clear when you're living in plenty. You go back to the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Lazarus was suffering. He had God. Rich man was living in plenty, didn't see a need for God. No, no, Lord, I won't get tricked up with that by that bamboozlement. When I was poor, when I was dirt poor, I needed you. And, Lord, when I had close to half a million in at our disposal in the bank, we needed you. Because we need thee, what? Every hour. What's the song? Mm. Rich man. Sometimes you get rich, man. You mess around and start feeling. And see, that's, that's a lot of that nonsense what's going on in Hollywood. A lot of that nonsense what's going on in politics. Jokers done got a whole bunch of money, done made millions and millions of dollars. Now all of a sudden they get so, they then took one or two classes in the, in the higher thinking, higher thinking, higher order thinking place or wherever they done go. Now they done got to the place where they feel like, ain't no God. Don't need God. And all this other kind of nonsense. It's hard. Look at what Jesus said. It's hard for a rich man in the kingdom of heaven. Adversary be working on you seriously. Get you to believe some nonsense. Start thinking you're better than people. Okay. Start thinking you superior, Illuminati, enlightened one, all kind of nonsense. You can do stuff in videos and do stuff on TV that people can't. They ain't they too stupid to see. All this kind of, listen, listen out there. I don't care who you is and what you're talking about. God see you. 
that nonsense. Oh, we gonna put something in the we gonna put something in the music. They the, the masses of public, they not gonna be they ain't bright enough to realize what God see that mess y'all doing. You don't fool God, no matter how many millions of people you fool. What God is asking still saying, What profit a man if he gained the whole world and forfeited so what good is that nonsense gonna do? Subliminal messages and all that craziness, you end up your hind part in hell. Who you think who you really fooling? You know yourself. Enlightened one. Enlightened to, to what? Oh, we're going to put these symbols in, in videos. The mass public, they're going to be too stupid to realize what we're doing. We're going we're gonna to put, we're going to, let, let, hell. You're not fooling nobody of any consequence. Because you're not fooling God. And we can't. So we might as well get this thing right. Might as well fix this thing. Doug G says it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because a lot of time rich folk don't want to trust God. They want to trust that money. The love of money is the root of all it. That's why that's why it's hard. It's hard. A lot of times it ain't the easiest thing for for a very very beautiful woman to have a real real uh, uh, uh pleasant personality. It's hard. That's hard. Why? Cause everybody everybody I get most anything I want off my beauty. Why I gotta develop a a, a a nice personality for? You know? A lot of certain things be be just hard. It's it's hard. It's, it can be hard for 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 a, a, a superior athlete to be humble. It's hard. Why? Because I'm better than everybody. I can jump high. I can run faster. It's hard. Certain things be hard. And that's why, you know, when, when, when God has blessed, sometimes it's hard for a real, real wise man to, to, to uh, not be conceited. Lord said, that's why I got some stuff. that will fix you right on up. It's called messengers of Satan, thorns in your flesh. And God, Paul said, oh, okay, now I understand. All these revelations God giving me, all this talking to me, God do, God is purposefully doing some stuff to keep me from being conceited. And so you need to know what your messengers of Satan are. You need to know what things. I was talking earlier, earlier today. I was talking about, man, what I was, wish I had today. About 20,000 people, man, we was in an arena, big, you know, um, praising God and word of God going out real, real strong. That's me talking. Would love that. Oh, I would love to see, you know, souls coming in, Matt. That was me talking. And God was like, uh, you know, a uh, handful of souls is just as important as 20,000. A few little souls is just as important as 20,000. God knows exactly what to do and exactly what needs to be allowed to be done to keep you and I from becoming what? Conceited. <clears throat> so what we got to do is we got to learn how to thank God for those things. Welcome those things. You know, here was one, here was here was Jesus, you know, trying to keep this not only Bless this young man with 
with riches in heaven, but help him from, from being conceited. Help him from having more than what God wanted him to have. Look, just because God has allowed you to have more, that don't mean God wants you to have more. Just because God has allowed you to have more, that don't mean God wants you to have more. Just because you got 10 cars, that don't mean God wants you to have 10 cars. Just because you got $20 million, that don't mean God wants you to have $20 million. Just because you got 15 houses, that don't mean God wants you to have 15 houses. So no, 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 the issue is not what we got, but the issue is what you want me to have. And by that same token, just because you don't have a house, God said, that don't mean I don't want you to have a house. Uh Uh-oh. And work both ways. Because sometimes we can have a whole lot more than what God wants us to have, and sometimes we can have a whole lot less. Mm -hmm. One of the things that brings us right back in all Proverbs 3 and 6, I believe it is, in all your ways, acknowledge me, and I will direct your path. God said, I keep you from having too much. I keep you from having too little. And that's what we Lord did with the remember the manna. When they measured it by the omer. One that gathered too much, didn't have too much. The one that gathered too little, didn't have too little. They had just what they needed. So the question is, Lord, what do you want me to have? All right, Lord, I done made, made $10,000 this month on my job. Goodness gracious, Lord, you done blessed me with some money around here. How much of this you want me to have? Lord, I might tell you I don't want you to have a thousand dollars. Might tell you I want you to have nine. Might have, but Lord, what do you want? want this? Lord, I, all these clothes that that have been given to the given to me, all these gifts, all of these, all whatever it is, whatever it is, Lord, how much of this is for me now? See, and how much of this do I need to share? How much of this do I need to give to the work of the ministry? How much of this need now? I bet, you know. The Bible says when they heard this, they were greatly astonished, and they asked, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, well, man, first of all, it's impossible. First of all, understand, man can't save you no matter what he's talking about, no matter what she's talking about. With man, the disciples want to know, you know, if this is the case, who, who then? Can be saved. Jesus looked at him and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. With God. See, that, that's, the, that's, the, uh, uh, that's the secret ingredient. I might have to preach that. That's the secret ingredient. With God. <laughs> Some you know, people wonder, you know, Pastor Hunter, where are you going? I had a little handful of saints. How are you going all over the world? With God. <laughs> with God. That's the secret ingredient. That's the secret ingredient that will make that which is impossible for us very possible. That's the secret ingredient that will cause us to go from an a, a, a unabundant life to an abundant life. That is the secret that will take us from poverty to prosperity with God. Some of us want to try to do it through politics. Some of us want to try to do it through education. Some of us want to try to do it. God be saying all that crazy stuff. With God. 
Oh, how we gonna get our keep our young girls from getting pregnant out of wedlock as African Americans? Oh, what we gonna do? We gonna march? Now I ain't marching nowhere with God. I'm gonna march with God. Oh, how we gonna? Our right, young men is in gangs. They uh, one in three uh, African Americans is 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 ended up in Howard with God. So y'all keep trying to figure out and come up with some other crazy mess and wonder why that mess ain't working. Because you're leaving out the secret ingredient. With what? God. All things. Oh, we about to wrap this message up today. How we gonna keep how we, how we gonna keep our young people in school? Our young people, African Americans, oh man, we leading in just about every negative statistic and category in the country. Just you find a negative statistic, find a negative category, and just about a percentage-wise, we leading it. What in the world are we doing, black folk? How are we going to fix this mess? With God. Put that down. I'm going to preach that. Write it down. Nice and neat. Put the date on it. With God. I had to start preaching that one uh, uh, Monday because we're going to wrap this up this evening with God. Quit trying a whole bunch of crazy stuff. I remember as a young man, we used to, you know, one of the uh, pizza restaurants in, in my town. We used to, you know, me and my friends would get pizza on maybe Friday, Saturday night or whatever, and they had on the box. The name of the pizzeria place was Chris's Pizzeria. And they had on the box, you tried to rest, now try the best. We done tried all kind of stuff. We done tried all kind of government programs. We done tried all kind of welfare and assistance. We done tried all kind of different. Try God. For real now. I ain't talking about playing God either. Keeping a whole bunch of noise, a whole bunch of jokers falling all out and carrying all on, keeping a whole bunch of noise and hollering and screaming and don't know and don't, and don't even know what the, man, what the pastor done said. I'm talking about for real. I'm talking about sitting down, shutting up, and really hearing what God got to say and putting that into practice. I ain't talking about putting on no clown show, no monkey show in the church. I'm talking about sitting down, shutting up, hearing what God really got to say, and then putting it into practice and watch see those things clear up. Watch see those things get fixed. Like we got, like, like as African Americans, we got young men that is just so out of control that they can't be brought back under subjection. Nonsense. You get some fathers that are willing to do and be the kind of fathers that God says. Hey, young boy, the Bible talk about the, uh, uh, bishops or, 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 or men of God having their children under subjection with all gravity. When you get men that will stand up in their place, and women, that a lot of them need to shut up and get in your place, and men get in their place. Watch and watch, see them, them children be under, under subjection, under gravity. Bible talk about them being with all gravity. What does gravity do in the natural? Gravity holds things down so the earth ain't just floating off into space. Fathers, we can get, we can get, if we get, some, get some real fathers. We can get them young boys out of gangs, get them young boys off the streets, get together with some real fathers. But, see, a lot of you jokers out there, you don't want to have hear what God says, so why is it a surprise that a whole lot of your offspring don't want to hear what God says? Is that really a surprise, my black brothers and sisters? Is it really a surprise? A lot of y'all don't really want to hear what God says. Is it what? What is shocking you to make you wonder why a lot of your children don't want to hear what God says? 
Seed-bearing trees reproduce after their own kind. Stubborn donkeys produce other stubborn donkeys. Oh, my phone already ringing there. Okay, let me close this message up. Folk be calling. Folk be calling in. Yeah, I just heard her phone. Just ringing. What do you expect the God said, what do you expect a stubborn donkey, a stubborn donkey to produce? A sheep. How many times have you seen that? And for you evolutionists out there that feel like we come from monkeys, how many times monkeys popping out people nowadays? Since you believe monkeys, we came from monkeys, just how many monkeys is in the zoo is popping out people? Today. Is it really a surprise why stubborn donkey of a people it produce stubborn donkey of a people? Is it really? I'll be, I'll be looking, I'll be like, man, what, what is we doing? Black folk, what is we doing? We act like we don't know, we don't, we don't understand why our children is acting like this. Do we really not understand? Look at yourself. It's just stupid for you not to, for you to be wondering why young black children is acting like that when it's as stupid as almost looking at yourself in the mirror and then looking at your kids and wondering why they look like you. That would be stupid. You wondering why that boy looked so much like you in the physical? Because you're the one that, that produced. You wondering why they're looking like you in the spiritual? Stubborn, donkey, rebellious. Normally now, because, you know, Ezekiel, the Lord let Ezekiel know that, that you know, you can take a, a, a wicked man and he have a son that, that make a choice to, to do right, or, or a righteous man can have a son or a daughter that make the choice to do evil. But normally, stubborn, donkey, hard-headed, disrespectful, lack of respect for them authorities produce that same kind of nonsense. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you again today, Father, for everything you share with us. We pray that your people have been blessed at the preaching, teaching of your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. No questions today. God bless you. Heaven smile on all of you. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.